This is Seattle Sports Diaries Podcast. Now, here is your host, Mike, and the rest of the SSD gang. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. I am your host, Mike. Uh, no DJ today. No DJ. You got caught up in work. You got caught up in a busy day of adult life. So I am hereby taking over the show just for this period of time. Roma will, of course, be on here here in about 30 minutes to talk, of course about uh some husky football hold on a second let me there we go now i just i had to position my uh my microphone just correctly but uh, we got a really cool guest coming on here in a few minutes i'm making sure that he is uh, all set up and ready to go but uh, before i also begin i want to oh there he is actually i want to go ahead and welcome in our guest for tonight he is known as the Vanilla Missile. Please welcome Mariners rookie pitcher, Walter Ford. What's going on, Walter? How's it going? Ah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. How's your night going so far? It's been good. Uh, relaxed, you know, get the, thing, get the throwing in. You know, a nice little Friday right before the weekend. But I can't complain. There you go. Uh, before we actually get to the interview, though, I want to actually give a quick shout-out to uh, Chris Pontius uh, over at the Jackass Crew because you're gonna laugh when you see this man, but I want to give him a shout out to uh, my driving, my new driving partner with uh, Amazon. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> and by the way, for everybody wondering, it's not a toy, but it is a choking hazard. <laughs> anyway, Walter, thanks so much for uh, being a part of the uh, podcast tonight, man. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, man. Of course. So uh, the first thing I need to ask you, man. I mean, let's let's go ahead and uh, take us through draft day. This is this is something I'm always very curious about. Take us through draft day, and you know the process of of waiting to hear your name get called, and of course uh, the, the the moment that you do get to hear your name called. Tell I mean, just take us through that entire moment and that entire uh, process that you had to go through, not which you know with your family and all that, man. Right. Um, it was a late night. I know that. Uh, you know, I didn't get called till I think maybe like eleven forty ish. Um, but you know, we started up the draft. Uh, you know, kind of had a couple teams that were interested in me. About I think it was like, you know, kind of came down to like five. I'm pretty sure. And uh, you know, kind of <laughs> just going through it. I you know I knew I wasn't gonna you know in the top top 20-ish, you know, so I was kind of just, you know, enjoying the draft there as, as a normal person, and then kind of once I got towards, you know, the 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 comp round and the second round, you know, I was kind of really starting to watch it, kind of sitting by the phone, you know, I was really expecting something around there, and then um, kind of right around the, the 50s or the, the early 60s, I'm not too sure, I know Seattle had called, and, um, you know, they, which I wasn't expecting Seattle to call at all. Um, you know, that was, they weren't, I don't think they were, they were five that, uh, you know, I was expecting. 
But I got the call. They said, uh, you know, if I was there at 71, you know, I was their guy. And, uh, you know, it was, it was up to me if I, if I wanted to do it. And, uh, of course, you know, I, I was like, I was like, yeah, why not? Let's, let's, I'll, I'll like Seattle, let's do it. And, um, I think there was a, there was a couple teams or it was like one or two teams that were in front that, you know, I, I was like their guy, if someone else got drafted, um, which of course, you know, that didn't happen, but, uh, you know, I ended up, ended up falling to Seattle. Um, of course I knew once it got to Seattle that, that I would have been picked. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a surprise and, uh, I actually ended up getting drafted during commercials. <clears throat> so I didn't get to see my, uh, I just kind of just popped up on the bottom of the screen that said, uh, you know, it was like in the he- little headlines. It was like Seattle Mariners select Walter Ford, and it, while like the the Kellogg cereal brand was was on was on the TV, <laughs> experience like the the sensation of like my name being called. Of course, it went. They went back and called it, but you know, it's not really. It wasn't really the same as like getting to experience it firsthand. Um, so. It was it was funny because I think the I think Tyler Lockett was also a commercial pick. So two of the Seattle picks were were in commercials. Um, so that's a that's a little I guess irony behind that. Um, but no, you know once I got drafted, you know was uh was talked to uh, talked to Max, which is the uh, the pitching coordinator, and then you know I talked to um, you know a lot of the, the the guys that drafted me pretty much. Um, you know, kind of just welcoming to the team. You know, excited to have me. Uh, of course, you know, I was excited to to, to be a to be a Mariner, and I still am. But um, no, you know, it's just a lot of smiles. You know, a lot of uh, a lot. Of, I guess just a lot of relief. I guess you know that was over finally. And uh, you know, we were just excited that you know just to kind of start my journey. You know, as a professional baseball player, you know, is what we're all really pumped for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, con- uh, again, congratulations with that. I mean, you know, we're we're, we're happy to have you in here. And of course, uh, th- th- this is another question that I was going to ask you, and, and I'm pretty sure you were expecting it. The vanilla missile that 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 has to be one of the most iconic yet very 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 odd nicknames I've ever heard. So I'm very curious. I want to know where did that come from. Because because you got you, you now you also have a brand, dude. You're 17 years old. You sign a contract with the Mariners for a little over a million dollars, and you're just like, okay, I'm not just set with the million dollars. I want to make some brand money. I want to start putting some putting some stuff out there. And I'm not gonna lie, for everybody out there who wants to buy his gear, you need to go buy his gear. I need to buy, I need to get his hat because uh, of course it, I'm I'm a hat collector, man. I'm I'm a huge hat collector. Hat the hat's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can tell you, uh, like you know, I can go on about with my hat collection real quickly. I mean, I got, you know, most of my hats are Mariner hats, of course, but uh, there there's ten of my hats in my closet that are that are Cleveland Indians hats. I I got like the the, the gigantic Chief Wahoo just smiling at everybody. So <laughs> we all we all know the controversy behind that, of course. But right. I, I mean, I, I'm very curious. How did the Vanilla Missile come to be? How did that nickname stick with you? It stuck with me my uh, my freshman year of high school. Um, now <laughs> I ended up was going. I went by a, a ton of different names. Um, you know, it first started off as like as uh, Vanilla Prime, uh, a little freshman kid. Uh, you know, going around with like three gold chains. Uh, you know, just bat flipping home runs. You know. I was, to Alabama, so, you know, I was the, the SEC commit, 
you know, had the three chains, was just, you know, swagging out, you know, just being a freshman. And, um, you know, everyone called me like prime time, you know, from like Deion Sanders, just, just from like, just the, I guess the, the similarities of, you know, how he played. And then one of the dads ended up just calling me Vanilla Prime. So for a little while, it was Vanilla Prime. And, um, you know, of course, you know, just like Vanilla Ice as well. That's where he got it from. It was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> that were put together um just because with all my chains i look like a rapper as well so i just look like vanilla ice and, and prime time had had a baby and so it was vanilla prime and uh you know i ended up having that for a little bit and then i started to get a little velo started pitching um and i was watching chapman one night um you know he's a cuban so i ended up i was like you know what i'm just gonna drop the the prime and i'm gonna have a missile and just make it vanilla missile and, um, you know, I ended up sticking. Uh, it was kind of funny. I just was joking around with it with the team. And, you know, as a freshman, uh, they made me change it to my Instagram handle uh, since I was the only freshman on varsity. And, uh, you know, it ended up sticking from then, from then on. And I've kind of just kind of wore it ever since. I love it. I love it, man. So for anybody out there wondering uh, where you can buy uh, uh, Walter's gear, just go to VanillaMissile.com. Uh, like I said, I, I'm looking at the hat right now. That 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 has to be one of the most. I'm I'm gonna just say that is that is one of the most badass logos I've ever seen uh, on a hat. Like I, I feel like I feel like you go to that that should be on a new era hat for God's sakes. I mean that that needs to be a new era fitted. Uh, the vanilla missile. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> so I mean. Uh, I, I do have to ask you this, man. So, uh, you know, with, with, with that little signing bonus that the Mariners uh, gave you, of course, in your contracts, you're going to go out and get yourself a couple chains, uh, be that, be that, that, you know, that, that, that three chains type of guy uh, in the minors. <laughs> uh, I have, I have two right now I'm sticking with. They're um, little like tennis chains. They're, okay. they're, they're fake as, I mean, they're just straight glass. I bought them for $20 about two years ago. And um, I, I've stuck with them. They don't green my neck. They don't. Uh, they don't fade. They look pretty good. That's um, see right real quickly. That's the best part. They don't green your neck. That the, the, those those are some of the worst type of chains. I mean, hell, I got I got a Cuban link chain, and I'll say this: I bought it from Zoomies for God's sake. They 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 fool everyone just because it's like it's like I have money, so like people a lot of people expect for me to have real stuff. So like <laughs> fly under the radar. I do that a lot with shoes. I wear a lot of fake shoes. Being honest. <laughs> well well now now you're now you're actually putting it out there on the podcast that you actually wear fake shoes and fake jewelry now hey i'm a i'm a, I'm a rep okay I, I respect the rep culture um <laughs> i i own fake shoes i admit it it's not cool to, to lie about it but i'm not gonna let people tell i'm not gonna <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to explain but all i'm saying uh no, I, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not stupid with my money, you know. Um, I've been been investing it, keeping a lot of it, you know, just because I don't want to go broke by the time I'm an uh, adult. Um, but you know, I, I think uh, you know, I was able to put it into uh, you know a couple a couple of nice investments, and you know, I was able to 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 get myself a, a training facility. Um, you know, a couple a couple needs. Um, you know, just kind of make my life a little bit easier, but. You know, other than that, it's kind of been, just been paying for uh, my gas and food. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, I, th this is this is something that I honestly love to hear. I mean, you know, I, 
here's the thing. I, I'm I'm 32 years old. I'm about to turn 33 here very very soon. So so you're a youngin. So the 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 fact that you know I'm I'm hearing a 17 year old kid saying you know hey I'm I'm not going to be stupid with my money. I'm going to make sure that I have a good control of my life when it comes to money. That I mean I I, I need to give you some props on that, Walter. That's because normally like with I mean I'll give you a good example. Me myself when I was your when I was 17, I was I was really stupid with money. I'll, I'll even admit it. I was dumb with money. But, you know, hey, it, it gets better with age. But obviously, you already got it figured out, which I do need to give you some props. That, that It takes a lot of really good – it takes a lot out of someone to actually be be very, very uh, fruitful with uh, – not be fruitful with their money. And, and you're obviously doing a good job, again, you know, just with the food and, and the gas money. I mean, that, that, that that's something to really compliment on. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I guess I don't know where I learned it from. I guess it's just uh, I like to. I guess I'm kind of already stingy, but you know, I kind of I push myself a little bit as well. You know, to to kind of spend money to, um, for I guess uh, like events. You know, because I've always kind of thought you know it's just like I mean you can't take that money to the grave. You know, once you die, I mean it's not your money anymore. So I, I try to make sure I'm not. Not overspending, but I'm also not too super frugal. You know, I try to you know spend a little bit to you know have enjoy some you know nice dinners here and there and <coughs> some nice you know nice trips every once in a while. But um, it's 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 a happy medium, definitely. There you go. All right, so coming up here in 2023, uh, what what's going to be the plan for you? Uh, do, do you have you do you already have your plans uh, that the Mariners have given you? Are you going to be reporting to Peoria here soon? Um, what, what, what's the training going to be looking like for you, uh, come 2023? Um, so I fly out back to Arizona on the 7th, um, and I will start my 2023 season. Uh, and, you know, I'll go through, we're having a little kind of pitchers only camp, you know, I'm going to go through that and then I was going to back up right into spring training. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go through the, the minor league spring training and then, you know, kind of depend on, you know, how I do and, and what happens, you know, kind of determine on, on, you know, where I go, you know, for affiliate ball. But um, no, I'm super pumped for it. You know, I, I haven't pitched since uh, my state high school championship game, which is back in May. So it's been almost uh, over over half a year, you know, since I've been on a mound competitively. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super pumped to, to finally – get back competitive at it and, you know, start to get thrown And of course, most of all, you know, do it in the Mariners uniform. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, real quickly, if you guys can't see that banner down there, I hope you guys can see that banner. If you're not that blind is a bad, but anyway, uh, we do have, I just want to let you guys know, we do have a new podcast out. Of course, BS commentaries. We just released episode number 50 out on Apple released number 50. Uh, me and K-Hart, we've been doing a great job, as you can see down there. Make sure to subscribe to BS Commentaries on YouTube. Also, follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Uh, always got to get you guys out there. Sorry about that, Walter. Always got to put that little stick out there. Got to got to also promote the other podcasts as well. Um, uh, get it? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so what is, what is your goals for 2023? What is... I think that's what a lot of people are very curious about. What is Walter Ford's goals for Walter Ford? What are your goals for 2023? I know, I know everybody's goals is to make the majors. We all know though, but that, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an asshole real quickly, but, but, but we all know that we all know that you are going to be starting out in the minors, of course, but what are your goals and what do you want to achieve in 2023 for yourself? 
Um, really, I mean, you know, it's going to be my first year. Um, you know, what I'm really looking forward to achieve is, you know, kind of be able to find a little bit of grounding, you know, kind of going through the season, um, you know, be able to find a routine uh, that, that's going to, that I'm, I'm going to stick with for, you know, most of my career. Um, hopefully, hopefully I, I can find that early on, uh, you know, the earlier you kind of find that, the, the easier it does get for you, you kind of not just kind of flowing with everything. Um, but, you know, just learning how to, you know, pitch for the full season, um, you know, go the long distance, um, you know, stay healthy doing through it, um, you know, make sure, you know, I'm doing the right things, you know, finding that routine and, you know, just overall kind of just enjoy the, 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 the rookie year, um, really kind of just figuring out kind of the basics, like the baby steps of, you know, kind of how, how, you know, pretty much a, a big, a good chunk of my life is going to be for, for a, a little while. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I like that, man. I like that. So uh, I, I also said that you were, you were committed to playing for the Amabella for, for Bama, of course. So uh, please tell me that we're not going to see uh, a bunch of, a bunch of uh, let's go Bama posts on, on Twitter, because I, I know, I know a lot of Mar- I know a lot of marriage fans don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. But, but, but please tell me you're not going to go all in for Bama, though. I I might have to post one here and there, but <laughs> you know I've uh, I'm always not a bit not a big football guy, not a college football guy. I'm a big baseball guy just in general. Um, so of course you know it's it's funny, believe it or not, I really don't watch that many of their their football games. I've watched a couple this year, but. Um, no, I promise. I, I won't. I won't bombard Seattle, Washington people of of the of the South's reign of college football. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. By the way, I also uh, my dad's watching this, but I also want to go ahead and say this to everybody out there. Ne- tomorrow, of course, is the Army Navy game. Beat Navy to hell with Navy. Go Army. I want to say that. Go Black Knights. Uh, uh, you know that's that's always a tradition in the family. We're an army. We're an army family, so we always got to cheer for army. But um, so Walter, I mean, there, there's a lot of really unique nicknames that have been uh, coming up here and there for, uh, in baseball. But I mean, uh, besides besides your nickname, I mean, do, do do you can you name off any other player that has perhaps one of the more unique nicknames in baseball, whether it be college or major league level? Um. I know the uh, the Hispanic Titanic is, is is a pretty good. I was hoping you were gonna say that. I remember what the course of the College World Series was just just I feel like a couple months ago, and I just remember hearing that all the time. And of course, you know he was he was damn good as well. Um, so you know it it, it makes the nickname. <laughs> um, you know you can't have a great nickname and suck. But um, no, I, I what else? Um. You've got uh, you got Crime Dog, you know, just just went into the just went just got the Hall of Fame. You know. uh, it's about damn time. It, yep. it, it's about damn time that that Fred McGriff was in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why he wasn't in the Hall of Fame, uh, but you know, hopefully that's a good turn. But yeah, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. I, you know, that was the guy that I was really hoping that you would name is of course the Hispanic Titanic. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I really wish the marriage would have drafted him because I would have loved. For his first at bat at T-Mobile Park to come out to Celine Dion's my uh, my heart will go on, <laughs> and I'm and I'm curious. I, I kind of wish his teammates would convince him to come out to that walk up song because I mean, first of all, I need to say this: Titanic's the greatest freaking movie ever made. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> that far, but it's a good it's a good couples movie. I'll give it that. 
Uh, it's definitely a good movie. I, I'm a Titanic enthusiast, so I gotta. I, I I'm sorry. I'm guilty as charged for just loving that movie die hardly. But uh, so um, you know, this past October, a police. Uh, you, were you keeping an eye on the marriage during the postseason because uh, that had to be that had to be something really uh, special to watch? Was you know the team that drafted you finally ends a twenty year postseason drought. I was actually at the game where we clinched it, where Cal Raleigh hit that walk off home run. Uh, it's, it was unbelievable to hear 45,000 plus lose their friggin' minds. And you know, the, the, the only, the only home game that the Mariners get to play a postseason. Hey, we didn't just play one. We played two. We played two. Uh, I, I mean, were, were, you, were you keeping an eye out on the, on your, on your, uh, on your team that drafted you? Oh yeah. You know, it was really cool, uh, you know, to be drafted the year they break the curse. Um, you know, it was really cool. We were watching it. Uh, you know, we were actually a couple of uh, uh, watch parties. Um, you know, at X, you know, sometimes we, we would stop and watch the games. Um, I remember watching the, the the final playoff game. We were me me and a couple of, of teammates. We were uh, we were in Sedona for the weekend. You know, just ha- having a blast. You know, seeing the scenery. And we were watching the game. We lose internet because we're out in the woods, and we're like, oh crap. We got- we go back, we find this really nice restaurant. We're sitting in this nice restaurant, and I'm, I'm talking about like it's like five star, you know, suit and tie. And it's five kids was huddled on a, a TV or not TV, but a phone watching the Mariners. And, um, you know, we're just we're hooping and hollering just because I mean, of, of everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, we're getting looks and everything. And, you know, people are like, God, who, who watches baseball? <laughs> And, uh, but it was, like I said, it, it was, um, it was, it was a tough way to lose, um, no doubt, but, you know, still at the end of the day, um, it was a great season, all honesty, you know, and to, to battle Houston for 19 innings, uh, that's, that's ridiculous. To, to battle anyone for 19 innings really is, is ridiculous, but, um, you know, it was, it was a great season. And of course, you know, in the off season, yeah, uh, you know we're, we're I'm I'm watching the trade the trades and stuff. You know it, it seems like we're we're getting ready for another other playoff push this year, which you know I'm super excited to you know feel like I'm I'm in the middle of it. You know as I'm working through the the minors, getting the feeling of you know getting ready to you know try hopefully you know and you know four four or five years is to you know be on that team during during the playoff pushes. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Mariners fans were, were definitely going to be kind of uh, spoiled here within the next few years because, of course, we have, you know, we we signed Julio Rodriguez to a lifetime contract. I mean, who the heck does that? That's, that's the first time I've ever heard a team signing a guy life lifetime in just the first year. But, I mean, Julio is uh, a fantastic player. And, and you know, I, I also looked this up. But I mean, uh, you ended a you ended a season, man, with a ten and two record with a one ERA and a hundred twenty six strikeouts. I mean, good God, only in seventy innings, man. I mean, it, with those kind of statistics, I, I I see you coming up here in about uh you know three four years. I mean, give it give it a take. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm excited for it. You know, uh, just the the whole kind of the process to do it. Um, you know, I really don't know the timeline. Uh, you know, of course, you know, I am pretty young. You know, uh, you know, so I might might be a little later, but you know, I'm I'm gonna get up there, and of course, you know, when I do, I, you know, I'm gonna be able to, you know, really really change and help the team. Definitely, man, definitely. All right, last thing before I get you out of here, man. First of all, thanks it, it, one more time, Walter. Thank you so much for for joining me tonight, man. Uh, uh, wishing you uh, 
you know, just the absolute best of luck here in 2023 in your first professional season, man. Uh, hopefully you are going to be uh, put in Everett because uh, if you're up in Everett, I'll definitely uh, get up there once or twice. It's a, it's a hell of a drive for me, by the way, to Everett. So it, it, it'll definitely be maybe once or twice this year, but uh, hopefully you're up there. But uh, I mean, um, where where do you hope to land here in, in you know uh, this upcoming year? Because I know you probably are getting the feel and you uh, know exactly where the minor league affiliates are for the Mariners. So where what where would you like to land? Hopefully to start the season. Uh, definitely probably probably Modesto. Um, you know I'm, I'm shooting kind of my sights on Modesto, and you know hopefully things can work out, and you know I'm putting in the innings, putting in the work, and you know I'm doing really well, and you know, hopefully I can I can finish the season out in Everett. But, you know, regardless, I'm kind of just sticking to, you know, my goals. And, you know, of course, you know, that's just to find a routine and, you know, kind of get my feet underneath me and, you know, and, and kind of get ready and get prepared for, you know, I guess pretty much the, the next 15, 20 years of my life, um, you know, which I'm, I'm super excited for. But, you know, kind of I just kind of, you know, want to focus on myself and, you know, of course, get a lot of growing to do, um, you know, turn turn 18 here in a couple a couple of days, finally becoming an adult. And, uh, you know, I have to go through in a lot of changes and, uh, you know, doing the lifts and, and, and doing the throwing is definitely helping out a lot. So, you know, I can't really wait to see, you know, what I turn into here in a couple of years. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, hey, uh, so I did see your, your birthday's on the December 28th. So happy early birthday, man. I uh, hope you're going to have a really good special birthday, you know, not just with the, you know, with the girlfriend or the, or the family, you know, d definitely do that. And, and again, Walter, thanks so much for joining us, to, joining me tonight. And again, I wish you the best of luck here in 2023. Uh, you, you say you want to go to Modesto, but just wait until that 100 degrees weather just hits you. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm, I mean, I'm from the, I'm from Florida. I'm, I, I, oh, I forgot you are from Florida. <laughs> I got it. 100 degrees in my bag. It actually, we were uh, during instructs. It was, it was 114 one day, and it was. It was awful. I was laying across the the grass, dying. <laughs> oh my god, that that is just that's just brutal. I mean, here I am up in Washington. Here I got to play on a turf field at not when I was eighteen at uh, ninety eight degree weather. So what the hell do I have to complain about when you got to do one hundred and fourteen? <laughs> yeah, ninety eight on turf is uh, you're stepping on hot coals. That I, I, I hated turf for that reason. because like anytime I got over like ninety five. And you ran, your feet would be on fire. Yes, yes. It was, it was awful. You just see me in the dugout, just pouring gallons of water on my cleats, just trying to cool off. But uh, yeah. no, no more turf and no more bad mounds. You know, I'm super. That's something weird to think about now. Is you know, being in pro balls, I'll never have to throw on a crappy mound ever again. Well, I mean, just wait until you get to Everett because we have all turf. But the, but thankfully, the heat is not as bad as it is, in, you know, anywhere else. But Again, Walter, uh, once again, man, thanks so much for joining me tonight, man. Uh, again, wishing, wishing you the best of luck in 2023. And again, here in a few weeks, man, happy birthday, my, my guy. Awesome. I thank you, and I, and I appreciate it. Now, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. No problem. For everybody out there, like, again, again, if you want to go buy his merch, definitely go buy some merch from the Vanilla Missile. It is at VanillaMissile.com. Uh, Walter, you can definitely... Uh, count on me getting your hat here very, very soon. I need that hat with that logo. That that logo is just so, too damn sick not to not to buy. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great night, my man. You too, Walter Ford. Everybody, and now uh, uh, it's been two full weeks since we've been talking about it, but here he is, the man, hey! the legend.
you know, Annie's I, 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 no applause, no applause, please. Yes, I'm wearing a great shirt, I know. No, you're not. And by the way, uh, my, the, the new friend of the podcast wants to say hi. Oh, that's fantastic. Are you sure? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just, just to let the record show, this is a Super Bowl 51. Oh, sorry, wrong side. This is a Super Bowl 51. <laughs> so, you know, it's not the Super Bowl you're thinking of. It's just one of the other five I have to brag about. It's the 28 to 3 Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I got to give you that one. But uh, but Roman, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I need to I need to go ahead and brag about this, man. Um, oh, my fucking God, was Pullman a freaking blast. Oh, I'm sure. Pullman was a blast, except I had two idiots come up to me at the end of the game. But, but I mean, that, that was expected. But you know what? Uh, I need to give a lot of people over there in Pullman some credit because they do know how to treat uh, people who do, who do wear purple and gold. There are some idiots out there who say stupid things. I don't count them really, but uh, but there was a lot of really great fans out there. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I nearly froze my ass off, but it was worth it. It was worth it to be able to watch the Huskies win this game and to be able to run out in the field was so much freaking fun. Um, the only thing that I will say this about Wazoo is you cowards really needed a pack of security to guard your logo? <laughs> I, I I have I have many thoughts on that. Um, it's it's kind of you you reap what you sow, and it's 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 really funny when the little brother is like, "Oh no, the big brother beat us up again!" Like we knew it was coming, and we're gonna you know make sure that we we uh, take steps to prevent. What it is- was so stupid because I I tried I tried to go get on the logo. And I actually had a security guard actually put his hands on me and push me away. So that was very annoying. Um, I I did bump into to Kalen DeBoer uh, when I was on the field. So that was really great. Got to shake his hand. Um, so, such a great guy. Uh, you know, he, he cares so much about this this program. And, and it really showed in this game, um, uh, of course, a 51 to 33 victory. Uh, this is this is something that I was really, really impressed with by the Huskies. You know, by the end of the, by the end of the first half, it was twenty. To, it was twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Um, so it was a very close game. I was a little. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little worried. I was a little worried going into oh, the I second was too. half. But um, the defense just absolutely shut down the the Cougars in the second half, only allowing six points. And unbe- I mean, I, I I was I was utterly blown. I was utterly blown of just how great of adjustments they made um, after the first half, and they were able to bounce back in a great way uh, this is and, and again we we have so much to talk about here first of all i need to bring this up wayne tula papa 13 carries 126 yards a touchdown especially the nail in the coffin touchdown i mean the 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 huskies pulled out a, a lot of good stops in this one uh, the you know you had uh the, you had over 200 yards on the ground and cameron davis getting of course uh, six carries for 55 yards and michael Penix jr with two rushing touchdowns I want to say he caught a touchdown pass. I want to say he it, caught. Yeah, it, it was really close. I thought he caught a touchdown pass. There's, there's still a tweet out there saying that him and Christian McCaffrey are technically the same person because that, I thought it was a forward pass. Um, but you got to give a lot of pre- uh, a lot of credit in this game to the defensive ends, uh, Braylon Trice and Jeremiah Martin, mm-hmm. who between them had 25 combined pressures. Like that's, that's just not real. Also, huge shout out to Cam Ward 
who does not know how to carry a football. Like, not, not once, but that dude did it twice. Or he put the ball in the wrong arm and just couldn't get it where it needed to be. I thought it was fantastic, personally. I thought it was, too. No, it was great. But um, just Michael Penix, man. Like, the fact that we're talking about him today where he just got named uh, the eighth-place finisher for the Heisman this year is just an absolute I'll take it. You know what? You know what? Here's the thing. Look, I I knew um, (coughs) – excuse me. Yeah, that's a, that's another reason why we were canceled. Why the podcast was delayed two weeks is uh, because a uh, hey, last week I was sick as a dog, so couldn't do it. But no, I mean, you know, the 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 fact that Michael Penix Jr. was not was overlooked so many times by by the by the Heisman candidacy and the people who vote for these people, um, it's ridiculous. And I and and you know what? Look, is Cam Williams going to win the Heisman? Probably, probably he'll win the Heisman. But I, I feel like that the hus- that the Pac-12 did not do enough to fully promote. And, and I'm going to say this: the best quarterback in the Pac-12, Michael Penix Jr., is the best quarterback in the entire Pac-12. And the fact that they did not do enough, in my opinion, to put his name out there is a travesty. And I hope that they learn from this. Why? Uh, because Michael Penix is coming back for one more year. That was the, the best announcement I've ever seen, by the way. Um, but I think that the, the bigger travesty, like him not getting invited, truly yeah. like, nation's leading passer. And, I, and I, I, I'm well aware that there are so many stats out there year after year where the guys like <laughs> happy was the nation's leading passer last year. Did he deserve a Heisman Trophy invite? Absolutely not. But what Penix did this year on a team taking them from four and eight to ten and two, and it's not even so much that he finished an eighth. It's someone like Hendon Hooker who had an awesome season. Hendon Hooker did not play the last two and a half games. Exactly, he finished in fifth. It's it's just kind of a mess because when and we know how this goes when people walk up to Christian McCaffrey at his Heisman Trophy presentation ceremony. And they tell him, I didn't vote for you because I didn't watch your games. We know what's going to happen. We know what this outcome was going to be. I was not surprised by any of this. It's terrible to watch. No, I mean, look, here's the thing. I I wasn't surprised in the least that Michael Penix Jr. is not going to New York. I was very, I was not surprised at all. And the reason why is because how many games, please, this is, this is the problem with the Pac-12. How many of UW's games were broadcasted on television between 5.30 and 7.30? Too many games. There were too many games that late at night. And that's... I, that I, I, I got to stop you for one second because I was having a conversation about this with somebody the other day. Okay. And you're right where it's a travesty that that happens. But one of the reasons that that happens is because if the Pac-12 is putting those games on at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, they're not going to be watched, and there's no money that is going to be made. That is the window. It sucks. It sucks, but that's the reality of the situation. And that's a big reason why Michael Penix didn't get a lot of looks, is because people on the East Coast is not, are not staying up that late to watch games. No, you're, and you're right, and that's that's what sucks about it is, like, I know it's it's great when I was living in Boston and we'd go to a bar or something, 
Pac-12 After Dark would be the only thing I'd be playing. And I'd be like, sick, the game is on. I love this. That, but that's, that's you know, how many people are actually sitting there watching it? I, I've had too many conversations with people out there who were like, oh, I, d- I didn't watch any games. That-. And I lived there, like, during the, the run of three straight New Year's Six Bowls. And I want to talk a lot about the Rose Bowl and how they absolutely should have been there. But, you know, we don't have to get into that, which really sucks because I would have been there. You know, and- I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and stop you now because I, I think it's my turn to actually interrupt you. You know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I believe the Huskies should have been in the Rose Bowl. Um, but the fact that USC got exposed again, I mean, that's, a, that's the big reason. If USC wins that game, USC wins that game, the Huskies go to the Rose Bowl. Yep. And from what I've been hearing, Ohio State was doing everything it could to duck and dodge the Huskies. No, that's not what was happening. No, that's not what was happening? I I thought it was. I thought it was. uh, The Rose Bowl committee was going to take Penn State over Ohio State, which is... See, I really didn't... I would not agree with that because I really would have loved to have seen... An Ohio State UW Rose Bowl rematch because I, I I absolutely would have too, and it would have been. And I, and I I think that if the Huskies were to have played Ohio State, I think it would have been a close game, and I think the Huskies might have actually pulled it out. It would have been an Alamo Bowl 2.0. It would have been there would have been no game <laughs> that game. Um, but speaking I, of the Alamo also, Bowl, yeah, seriously, we'll get there. But I, I I will say one one thing that I really wanted to see a Washington Penn State matchup because Penn State would have still been a top ten team, and well. Mm-hmm. I, I ultimately ultimately believe the Huskies would have thrashed them. They would have run them out of the building in that game. Yes, I uh, agree. especially after after with no Joey Porter Jr. in that game, I feel like it would not have been a contest. And the one thing that really sucks about it is that would have been the win that would have gotten this program over that huge national hop. Because it would have been, oh, they won the Rose Bowl. Oh, they beat a top ten Penn State team. The Penn State Penn State team is not good. No, just certain cards on the table. They're not. And and here's the thing, you know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of college football. I I will admit that I don't watch a lot of college football, but at least I do keep track on some of these teams. And you're absolutely right. Penn State's not really not that good. Um, The two, the two losses (coughs) that they had were against the only good opponents they faced. Exactly. And they got destroyed in both those games. Yeah. So what does it? So what does it tell you that if if the Huskies were to have played Penn State, what does that tell you? You're absolutely right. They would have absolutely mollywopped Penn State, and I—that's the first time I've actually used that since playing the original you sound like Modern you're Warfare. From the year 1874, so I'm oh, just gonna like. No, 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 no. I used I used to use that a bunch of times when I played Modern or when I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. I used. To I have never time. used that term once while playing Call of Duty. I play a oh. lot of Call of Duty. I do. You, do you play Call? Do you play Modern or Call of Duty now? Oh, I absolutely do. Oh, dude, you need to add me on Xbox then. I got you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, getting back to this though, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I, f- I feel like the, the Huskies did get majorly screwed uh, with this Rose Bowl bid because you know, and I'm not gonna lie. Look, um, if the Huskies don't lose to ASU, we're talking whole about a yeah, whole different conversation. We're talking about a team that's going to the Pac-12. We're talking about a team that's uh, what top ten at least. We're talking about a top 10 UW team that could, and, but look at it this way as well. I need to also, because we keep talking about this, we keep talking about this man, podcast after podcast after podcast. What Kalen DeBoer has done 
year one. He's taking a terrible UW team. Turn them into a 10-2 team. They're going to the Alamo Bowl. They're going to be playing Texas, which I love because it gives uh, a Washington uh, it gives a Washington team a, a chance to beat up on a Texas team. And who the hell doesn't love beating up on Texas teams? I but, know John Robinson isn't going to play either. <laughs> and see, that's another thing that I wanted to also talk about is I I don't understand these kids. Uh, you know, I get why they're doing it. I get why they do it. But I don't like a lot of these kids saying, I'm going to opt out of this bowl game. But I see why they do it. So it's kind of a conflict of interest of me saying, I don't like it, but I understand why they're doing it at the same time. They're doing it because they don't want to risk the injury. They don't want to go down with it. Uh, they don't want to risk losing that money that they're going to be making in the NFL. But at the same time, why not play in that game? And it, it all comes back to the injury. And the, like the person that will always be referenced <clears throat> in, in this conversation, the person <clears throat> that will always be put up on that pedestal is Jalen Smith. Yes. Because Jalen Smith was going to be a top five overall pick in that draft before he ripped up his knee. That was one mm-hmm. of the nastiest. Like, it's not on the, the Nick Chubb level of gross knee injury, but it's no. up there. Um, and and I, I will never, ever blame someone who chooses not to play in a meaningless bowl game. If it's something like if the and I I had heard this rumor before um, they got in the playoff, but I had heard this rumor that if the, if Ohio State did go to the Rose Bowl, that CJ Stroud wasn't going to play. Oh my! Now that see, was, now I'm going to be honest with you. I get the Alamo Bowl if Ohio. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, let's let's take a hypothetical situation real quickly. If Ohio State was to be playing in the Alamo Bowl, I get CJ not playing. But you're going to opt out. But he says that he was willing to opt out of the granddaddy of them no, he, all. He didn't say anything. I'm not putting any words in anybody's mouth. Oh, okay, but okay. That, that was a, a rumor that I had heard. Okay, but, I mean, that would be a big mistake on any player's part. Right, because... and, and that's the thing. It's, it's, a, it's one different thing to opt out of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. It's a whole different thing. Or the, or the what, what the hell is the brand, uh, the, the Mayo Bowl? Oh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Nah, I'd play in that one. <laughs> That'd be yeah, great. and who doesn't, who doesn't want to see a coach get drenched in fucking exactly. mayo? At... Exactly. That's the whole point. I'm uh, not, not going to lie. If I, if I was the head coach getting drenched in mayo, I probably would actually throw up. I'd just bring it... a turkey sandwich or something with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, just dunk that, and just dunk that bastard in there, huh? Exactly. Just, just you know, it's already. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, um, you, you you are sick. You actually, you, you are absolutely sick to I'm actually. Uh, you, no, you, you are sick to actually admit dunking your sandwich in mayo. I never said I've done it before. No, but you're still sick, and and, and this is coming from a guy who's got a squishy dick on his freaking. <laughs> I I like mayo. I'm never gonna eat it. I will eat. I will put an absurd amount of mayo on a sandwich. Oh, Especially spicy! Mayo. Spicy mayo is amazing. Um, but no, it's you're right. It is a whole different thing to opt out of the road. <laughs> I, I get the whole. Well, it's not a playoff, so it's not necessarily like you know gonna uh, be super meaningful at the end of the day. But it's it's a whole different conversation, and it's something we don't have to go into because it is a hypothetical. But it's all something that like. <laughs> 
I don't know. At the end of the day, as a college football fan, the one thing I like about it is especially being a, like, let's say, let's say that those roles were reversed and Michael Penix decided not to play in a game like that. It would be kind of exciting to see what, you know, what Dylan Morris and Sam Heward might have in the tank. That's not something, obviously that's not something that's happening, but that's, it's an exciting thought. It's something that college football fans in the long run can get behind. So that's why there's, there, there really shouldn't be an issue there because like, oh man, we didn't win the hard (laughs) damn it. Oh, we really got to fire, fire everybody, fire them, lost the hard Dallas bowl. It's, it's, and, and, and speaking of Michael Penix, I, I feel like this is something that should, that we definitely needed to be discussed. So again, Michael Penix Jr. coming back for his second for a second year at UW, of course, his final year. This will be his final year. But you know, I'm not gonna lie. I think Michael Penix made the correct decision. I I want to give him some credit on this. I think he made the correct decision because you know he has a history of injuries. And he stayed healthy the whole season long, and now he really wants to take that risk on himself and see if he can go a little bit further. And you can tell that Michael Penix Jr. loves, absolutely loves playing in front of Montlake, playing in front of the fans. He loves UW, and that is something that it's been a long time. It's been a while since we actually had a quarterback like him. Of course, Jake Browning, the last one that we that we can really talk about, who was beloved, beloved like that. But Michael Penix coming back for his second year, that's all on DeBoer. Again, I want to say it, that is all on DeBoer. He wants to play for DeBoer one more year. And I feel like Michael thinks that next year we have an even better shot. The Huskies probably have a shot at 11-1 next year and they have a shot at a damn good bowl game, and they probably have a shot at the playoffs next year. Next year is going to be a very different story. It's a much tougher schedule. Uh, They do play USC and Utah next year. Utah Mm. is going to be at home, so that'll be helpful. But they do have to go to USC, which will (coughs) not be easy. I'll hopefully be That is never an easy game. That is never an easy game. I've gone to that game four or five times in my life. and I I might actually... I might actually just say fuck it and go to that game. I might actually just do it. It's a fun experience. I, I, I have mean, yeah. Why not? I, I, I personally, it's kind of a dump, but I, I like going to Coliseum. Like it's, it's a fun place to be. Um, I, 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 I spent a good, a good, a good majority of my life down there. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's going to be a very different story. The nice thing is Oregon, Wazoo, Utah are all going to be home games. The toughest games next year are going to be that uh, outside of the home game or outside of the, those three that I just mentioned, going to be going to USC, never easy. Going to Stanford is never easy, even though I, I, they're not hiring Jason Garrett, which I, I personally would have thought would, was going to be the greatest thing in the world. Um, and then they also have to go to Michigan State. Michigan State's still fine. You know, we'll see what happens with them this offseason. I heard, I heard Mel Tucker was coming. That's, that's, that's just what I heard. It hasn't, hasn't happened yet. Um, but, you know, that's that's what Michigan State fans keep saying. Um, but no, there's there's it's going to be a much tougher schedule. It's going to be a much different story next year. But there's still a whole lot to be excited about. And now the question is, what's going to happen around it? Who is going to? And because you can't fault anybody for making that decision to go to the draft, especially if we're thinking, talking about a guy like Roma Dunze, 
who after Keyshawn Butte decided to go back to school, there are a lot of questions around Jeff, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Jordan Addison still coming off an injury. Like there is a only right now, just from talking to people that I do and just kind of my grasp on the situation, the only person who is cemented right now, and I say right now because things could change at, at the NFL Combine if that decision were made, ahead of him in this wide receiver class is Quentin Johnson at TCU. He, right now, he might be the only receiver in the draft that is better than Roma Dunze, and that could change at the combine. So if Rome makes that decision to leave, it's not a bad decision. The next receiver class is going to be nothing to scoff at with Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison Jr., Andy Mecca, all at Ohio State, which is just insane to talk about. There are a lot at Keyshawn Butte now. Uh, there are a lot of really great receivers out there for next season. So if he makes that decision to leave, that's fine. So then the question would be, like, I I think Jalen McMillan comes back for another year. Uh, I hope uh, Troy Fautanu comes back for another season. I'm pretty sure he will. Most tackles just need more film before they they get drafted because Troy is a first-round prospect. No no doubt in my mind about that. But with another year of film, he could be cementing himself as one of the top tackles in the country. Yes, I agree. Couple guys that I wanted to talk about real quickly because um, I'm not sure what their status is. I'm not sure what their status is of um, eligibility next year. But Roma Dunze and, J- and Jalen McMillan, uh, Jalen Polk, of course. Um, what are their statuses coming into next year? Uh, in in sense of do they have eligibility remaining? Yeah, yeah. Do they have? Are are they going to be staying? Are they going to go into the NFL draft? I haven't heard any. Uh, uh, Jalen Polk will be coming back because he's. He's only been um, well, this this doesn't no this would technically be his third year. They're okay. all third year sophomores, so they okay. all have lots of eligibility to use if they want them. Okay. I well, that's do, good news. I do feel like most of them are leaning towards staying. The one question I have is a Dunze. Yeah, that's that is that's a big question. Uh, Roma Dunze, of course, uh, the lead wide receiver on the Huskies. Of course, first time in Husky history that the Huskies have. Two wide receivers with over a thousand yards, of course. Roma Dunze with a thousand eighty-eight yards and seven touchdowns, and then of course Jalen McMillan with one thousand forty yards and eight touchdowns. But then you have Jalen Polk, who had thirty-eight catches for six hundred and seventy-nine yards, which is absolutely remarkable. And of course, having that huge touchdown catch against Oregon, and he had six touchdowns. But you know, coming into next year, it's going to be so interesting to see what the team looks like because. Um, of course, Jackson Kirkland, he's gone. Uh, we all we all know that Jackson Kirkland is going to be going into the NFL. But, you know, what do you see happening for the 2023 Huskies? Because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and stick with what I what I said before. I think the Huskies do have a chance at 11 and 1. 10 and 2 at worst next year. I believe the Huskies are gonna be just as good as they were this year as they will be next year. I think that they have a really great shot to have another phenomenal season. The que- I, I'm going to reserve all judgment because what I know is they're going to be pushing really hard in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. My question is, who are they going to get? Because there's a lot of needs that are I, – I know they want another running back. They're probably going to want another receiver depending on what happens. There's gonna I'm be not going to lie. 
I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I don't mean I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, please, I, please, I, please. I I think that I think the transfer portal is such it's become so funny right now to me because you know college football has its free agency now and it's called the transfer portal. And it's so funny to me because you know a lot of these kids that go through the transfer portal, they don't know when to stick it, they don't know what program to stick with, or they don't know which program's gonna give them playing time. And it's so funny to watch them go through the transfer portal because, you know, with with the Huskies though, uh, what are what are their what are their needs this year uh, coming into this offseason? Uh, I know they're going to be looking hard at defensive backs. They're going to want a couple of linebackers. Defensive tackle is going to be a big one. Probably want one or two guys. Like the whole defense, they're going to be transfers in on the defense. Um, well, we do know. Well, we do know that there is an Oregon Duck out there, uh, linebacker who is going through the transfer portal, and uh, I kind of know a place where he can go. <laughs> yeah, um, the, LA Valley College. Um, no, it's there. There are a lot of players out there looking for home. There are a lot of talented players out there. Yeah. So I know that the defense, there's going to be a lot of retooling just because there's going to be a lot of open spots. So why not fill up the port? I've heard that a lot of the recruiting strategy right now is involved in what are we going to do in the portal? They, they know who they want, but there's not going to be a lot of movement for another couple of weeks. They're going to kind of, it sounds like a lot of guys are going to kind of wait till the end of bowl season, uh, take some visits and then kind of figure out what they want to do. There's going to be a couple pieces on offense. I wouldn't be surprised if they grabbed like an interior offensive lineman. There are going to be three spots open uh, on the front of the line because not only is Jackson Kirkman leaving, but so is uh, Corey Luciano and Henry Barnivalu. So left guard, center, right guard, all are going to need to be replaced next year. And while there's a yeah. lot of talent on the roster, why not bring in extra bodies? There's I agree. no harm in that. I agree. Um so to, we are almost done with the podcast, by the way. No Mark tonight. Uh, I thought we were going to be talking about the World Cup, but he has not uh, responded. He hasn't even seen the messages, so that really sucks. Ugh, that, I, I, was re- I was really hoping to get some World Cup talk in because, uh, of course, today – Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about it. Today was absolutely incredible. Like two games into, into PKs. Uh, I'm sorry Brazil lost, okay? Boo-hoo. It's just as bad that Argentina won. Like that, that is, that is it is just as bad. Because I was really, I was really hoping that the Dutch could pull it out. I was really hoping to God that the Dutch could pull that out. But I mean, I, I think Port- Portugal is still in it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I would. I will say this: How funny would it be that the World Cup could somehow? FIFA, I'm saying FIFA because we all know how crooked they are, but found a way to get Messi and Ronaldo in the final, and it's a Messi-Ronaldo World Cup. I, I, I would have a love-hate relationship with that because that'd be really fun. I just can't stand either of them. So I, I, I would just kind of be like, I kind of want you both to lose. And I'm not going to lie. Look, I said, that, I said this earlier today to somebody, and I, and I will always stick by it. I think Neymar's overrated. I think Neymar is a is a very very overrated player. I don't think I don't think he I and I'm not saying he's not a good player. I just think he's a very overrated player. He's a, he does one, this is the whole thing. He's propped up on a pedestal because he is. Hold, hold on because he's Brazilian because he scores a lot of goals. 
and he's really goddamn good at the one thing he does well. Yeah, he is. And I, and like, you can call that overrated. That's fine. I, he's personally not my favorite player on the team. I'm a big Vinny Mm-mm. guy. Vinny is going to be the best player in the world in a couple of years. Just wait. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with your statement. But I also don't hate that he gets all the pub that he does because you know, go Brazil. Yeah. Well, I mean, since since we're kind of talking a little bit about the World Cup, though, I do I did want to ask you about this. You know, the USA. You know, hey, real quickly, congratulations on them for to, to, to making it into the knockout stage. You know, that was that was the goal. It was the goal for the United States to actually get past the group stage, which is really good. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm really looking forward to 2026 because if you make the necessary, if, if the USA makes the necessary adjustments that they really needed to, and they can find a way to, and, and first of all, um, um, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm on that bandwagon of firing a Bur- Burr because you know, everybody wants to fire him, but he did make some bad decisions. He didn't make some bad uh, decisions as a, as a, as a coach uh, when it came to some of the formations that he put out. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I got a feeling that 2026 is going to be a really special year for the United States soccer. Oh, I'm sure. Playing, playing around here is going to be great for them. Everyone's going to just have – Please, I, I'm begging, please let there be a USA match here in Seattle. If there is a, if there is a match in Seattle, I will do anything. I will do anything. I really didn't need that image in my head. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I, by the way. I'm see as my, my family is Brazilian and Italian. I, I'm, I'm already planning on my mom and I going to a match with, hopefully I, I we'll see what happens. Really. Uh, I would very much like a chance to attend one of those games. Oh no! I, I I would I would love to I would love to attend a World Cup match because that's that's always a dream. Doesn't matter who plays in it. Doesn't no, matter who plays. That's the whole thing. I'll I'll go to one. Yeah. I, I will be buying tickets to one. I don't I don't know if it'll be here or in L.A. or I'd I'd go back to Boston for one. That'd be great. That'd be um, that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool going to Fenway Park and do it and seeing no, it. They're doing it at Gillette. Oh, they're going to do it at okay. That, that that makes more sense. But at least they won't have turf on there. <laughs> oh God. But anyway, um, no, I mean. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, finishing up on our World Cup talk here, but no, I was I was very pleased at at how the United States finished and were able to, uh, you know, really get that World Cup experience. They got that World Cup experience, and they're still a very young program. They're still a very young team, and there's so much promise that the United States has, and. All it all it needs is just a little bit of tinkering, and maybe the the USA could be a World Cup champion. They've they've got all the pieces. Now the question is, what are they going to do with them? Yep, I agree with you, man. All right, getting back to the uh, the Huskies before we get out of here, we need to co- go ahead and talk about this Alamo Bowl. We got uh, some that time for coming. that. We can do that next week. Uh, no, 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 no. We got time. We got a little time to talk about this right now. But I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just. I mean, game's not till the twenty eighth. I, I mean that's true, and that's and that's on Walter Ford's birthday. So happy, happy birthday, Walter! <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, we we're, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about it uh, next week. But you know, I, I'm not gonna lie; I, this is gonna be a fun matchup. Uh, UW versus uh, uh, Texas, of course. The the Huskies are gonna be you know 
horns down. They're gonna be they're gonna be putting them horns down. Um, and Steve Sarkeesian walk around doing this now, just be, just you know, like you know, get a feel for it. <laughs> just walk around. It just be. <laughs> I'll just go up to somebody right on the street and just go, "Hey, just you know, just just." <laughs> yeah. Then why? <laughs> but you no, I mean, maybe they'll say "boomer sooner." All right, I like that. Yeah, there you go. But I mean. No, I don't know exactly what is, you know, th this is going to be a very interesting matchup because, of course, Steve Sarkeesian, former Husky head coach. Um, it's always fun to play Sark. It's always fun to play him. It's it, it's it's one thing to play him. It's it's a whole nother to just kind of, this this is just, it's a chef's kiss moment for me because Kalen DeBoer is what Steve Sark, what everyone here wanted Steve Sarkeesian to be. Like, he's the offensive genius who came in, has recruited well, I'm not going to say very well, has recruited well, and has taken this team to new heights. <coughs> which is everything that I remember when he got hired. I, 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 I was 12, so, you know. But <laughs> everything that Husky fans were clamoring for coming off the Willingham years was we need somebody who can actually build this program and take that next step and get them back to what they should be, which is a top 20 program nationally. Exactly. That's what this program should be. Excuse me. And that's what Kalen DeBoer has done in everything that he is good at everything that Sark was supposed to be good at. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It really is. All right, so that is going to do it for our Husky Talk for this week. Of course, Roman is going to be joining me uh, back next week. To We will be uh, – what will we be doing? Where are we going to be previewing this Husky – this uh, bowl game? That works for me. All right, we'll be previewing uh, the Alamo Bowl next week. Uh, Roman, always good talking with you, my man. Thanks for having me. Later, dude. There we go. That is going to do it for this episode of Seattle Sports Science. Please do not forget to, uh, to go subscribe to us on – YouTube, we are almost at uh, 500 subscribers. We really want to get to 500 uh, and definitely try to hit a thousand. But uh, to everybody out there in YouTube land and podcast land, wherever land that you may be listening or watching, good afternoon, good morning, and good night to everybody out there. And like I said, please be sure to subscribe to Seattle Sports Diaries. Hit that little bell icon so you be are that you get uh, notifications to when we upload or when we go live. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tonight, and I hope you guys will keep enjoying more podcasts uh, down the road. And like I said, good night, good afternoon, and good morning to wherever you may be listening or watching this show. <laughs>